sorry, man, if I sound a bit funny, I'm, I'm actually feeling a little bit violated. I was just standing in the kitchen looking out to the backyard. As you know, we've got Coco, who she's a mastiff cross, like a pretty big dog. And we've also got Sonny, who's a male white staffy. Sonny's pretty legendary. He just does some of the dumbest shit ever. And the most beautiful dog in the world, but he is just the dumbest dog in the world as well. So I'm standing at the kitchen window. I'm looking out over the back lawn. And he's turned it into like the moonscape. He's dug holes everywhere. It just looks, oh, it looks so terrible. It looks like a house's backyard. Coco's done a wee like against a tree. She's just standing there and I'm just kind of glancing out the window, wondering what the hell I'm going to do to try and fix this yard up. Sunny walks up behind Coco and licks her private parts from bottom to top. So I'm feeling a bit disturbed and hopefully I can pull it together to get through this episode. That's the sort of shit he does. It's fucking, anyway. <laughs> That's a staffy life. <laughs> Absolutely mental. Big time. Simo and Redmond are the thong slappers. They're two blokes making lots of noise but getting nowhere fast. Hey everyone, this is Simo and welcome to episode 47 of the Thong Slappers podcast. We're actually Redmond Delete today, but we've got someone here to fill his shoes, and that is of course the legend, our special guest star, Shannon Herod. How you going, mate? Oh, not too bad, mate. Good to hear from That's- you. Mate, thanks for coming on. I kind of wanted to chat to you in person on this show for quite a while. And of course, Shannon, you are the maniac and builder of Tough 253, which is, look, I hope you don't mind, but we've kind of claimed your car as our trophy car. We've kind of claimed it as our icon. We've kind of claimed it as our mascot here. And um, I heard, I don't know if it's true, but Redman keeps saying that he went for a ride in it or something at Summonats. Is that true? Nah, or? nah never happened actually, so. mate. Nah, he's, he's making it up. Yeah, I thought so. And the thing yeah. is, too, there'd be enough whining and noise going on in that car with a supercharger. It'd sound awesome. If you had Redmond in the car, he'd just probably drown all that out with his screaming, wouldn't he, anyway? <laughs> it wasn't far off it. They could barely even hear the bloody limiter going, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that was him on the limiter. That's all. Yeah, go, ah, ah, ah. yeah pretty much. <laughs> hey, what we're covering off on today. Now, I'm one of those people who's really fucking busy all the time, but also really lazy, which is, I know is a really stupid combination of things, but I'm kind of going to do a bit of a moot rocket with you, but also you're here to help us review the July 2020 edition of Street Machine Magazine with the green AP6 on the cover. Now, I know you've been with us from the start. How did you actually find out about the thong slappers in the first place? Just curious. Um, I think I was actually put onto it by um, my mate Heath, who's obviously got oh, an old Datsun wagon and building an absolutely mental Tirana at the moment as well. So Okay, oh, yeah. I'm glad to hear that the word sort of has spread around, because it feels like you've been with us from the start, so that must be very early on in the piece. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was yeah right on really early, actually. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, been a good claim- ride. Before we actually get into doing the magazine review, I just want to have a chat to you about your car life. Now, from what I know of you and from what I see of you, you've got a pretty eclectic collection of cars. Now, you have the green Escort with a blown 253, which has been a previous Street Machine magazine feature car and also a cover car. I know you've got the red, is it an LH or LX Tirana sedan? That- yeah, it's a um, LH. It's originally actually a, um, a G-Pack from factory, but yeah, oh. I'm not one for numbers and that sort of stuff, so I was happy to modify it as much as possible. I would never have guessed that looking at your no. escort. No. <laughs> no, never. And then on top of that, you've got, is it a, like a Laurentian? I just, I've seen um, photos of this humongous Pontiac in Primer that you're obviously building at the moment. Is that a Laurentian? Uh, it's actually a Parisian, which is basically the same thing, just it was a Canadian export model. So Right. Is that yeah. a 64 or something? Going yeah, by 64. the taillights? Yep. Oh, nice. So, 
there you have it. That's kind of what I'm I'm alluding to. Is you've got the the Pontiac, you've got the Tirana, and you've got the Escort. What kind of has been the influence for you with your car choices and car life? I don't know, really. It's sort of, I like to have a mixed bunch of cars that are good for different things. So you can always just go out for a low and slow cruise in the Pontiac. And the Toronto is a bit more of a, a hoon car, I suppose. And yeah, really, I only brought the Pontiac to um, slow myself down a bit because <laughs> I was getting a little <laughs> in the younger days. So, yeah. well, so it's only going to have a big block in it? Yeah, it's only a little 283. Uh, sorry, a 383 at the moment. So Yeah. yeah. Small oh, block. just a 100 cube slip up there. So yeah, it's going to be really a 483 when you get it finished. Yeah. Oh, maybe one day. It'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the go. I know you've got your partner, Brianna, who comes with a very good stock of car lineage as well. Yeah, definitely. My father Rod's yep. been around the scene for years, and her uncle Shane is the Shane Cable from Cable Burns Race Engine. So it must be really good too having a better half who's mixed right into the scene as well. Like she's front and center with you with everything you do with cars, isn't she? Oh, definitely. Like anything we do, we're always together, and uh, yeah, she absolutely loves cars as much as me. So it's yeah, couldn't ask for a better partner. And did she, like, have her own cars when you met? Like, was she into it because of her dad? Or is that something that she's got more heavily involved in through being with you? Like, how did all that pan out? Um, no, she's definitely been born and bred cars from the day she was born. So she's had her LJ since she was, I think, 15 or 16. So she's had it for a long time. And she actually begged her dad to get it back in the day because he didn't want to <laughs> have to build old cars and play with that because he's had some, some pretty cool cars back in the day as well. And, yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. So going on from that, I'm just trying to work out a bit of a timeline here. Yep. You used to use your red Tirana as your burnout car, didn't you? Is that how the Escort came about? Were you kind of mixing burnout and street duties a little too much with the Tirana? Yeah, well, actually, the Tirana was my very first car that I brought. So that was my P-plate car, my daily driver for years. And then it sort of evolved into, became a bit of a hoon car. And I was still street driving it and going to burnout comps. And then... yeah. Obviously, got the supercharger on it and, yeah, sort of stopped becoming a street car then. And I didn't yeah. really want to cut it up too much, like tub it, because I wanted to still be able to use it as a street car again. So that's yeah, when we definitely. Went, that's when we went looking for a, um, a car to, that was worth nothing to cut up, really. So he brought a $500 Escort. <laughs> what made you go towards buying the Escort? Was it something you liked or was it just a car that happened to be there at the time or did it tick all the boxes with size as well? Yeah, it was kind of all three definitely size was a big thing i love having little cars always fun to hoon around in and no one had really done an escort and i just love the shape of them the little mark ones look really tough with the big flares and yeah they got that mini muscle car look oh for sure and that's one thing i remember commenting on back when we reviewed the street machine magazine with your escort and i think for memory it was actually the rig of the month for both Adam and I. And the thing I love is the fact it's got flares and is also tub. The thing is, too, what makes it so great is Escort Mark 1 2 doors are a really sought-after car these days, and I can just see people will just get their brains in a flip to the fact that you've actually turned it into a tough kind of street machine burnout-type car. And that's what I love the most about it as well. It just shows that you've got a bit of a Frankenstein mind with how you put things together, which is really cool. Yeah, no, I definitely love the fact that it uh, stirs some people up, so... <laughs> It's always good. Always fun reading the comments. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's, I don't know, it's like an unforced error for, just as a bonus, isn't it? On top it's of actually definitely. having building the car. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't build it to try and upset people and do all that. But yeah, if they're going to get upset over something that doesn't have anything to do with them, good luck to them. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so did the love for 253s, did that stem from the Tirana initially? Was that a 253-powered G... Oh, were G-Packs V8, were they only six-cylinder? Um, they, were only, they were only a little pod pack, so they were a 202 four-speed from factory. So um, Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was sort of funny how it came about because my brother, he actually has a um, SS hatch, which right. he built a 253 for originally, but when you could only drive a 253 V8 on your P's. And, yeah. Um, yeah, unfortunately, that was put off the road for a while, and uh, I brought the motor off him, put it in my car, a little T5 five-speed. Yeah. It's pretty much grown from there, so I sort of fell into it, really. <laughs> the thing is, too, a 253 is still a reasonably cheap engine to buy, especially with if you're giving it punishment. Like, if you had many failures and stuff over the years with 253s, have you cotton on to a good combination now that holds together? We've actually been pretty good, uh, really, because... I've only ever had one motor which catastrophically failed. I mean, that was mainly my own fault for setting the rev limiter to <laughs> over 8,000 RPM with eight <laughs> pistons. But <laughs> oh, that'll do it, yeah. Yeah, definitely. The old uh, Duralite <laughs> cast pistons did not love life. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can admit to your mistakes. <laughs> yeah. You're young and dumb and you sort of try things, but it was supposed to be set to 6,800, but uh, it got set to 8,600. <laughs> It sounded great <laughs> for a while. For, for a while? Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. And look, you know, I'm a huge fan of your car, as you know, of your Escort and actually all your builds. And there's one thing that you and I share that I don't think anyone else in the world, we're basically a two-member elite club, and that is the love of Dragway Super Spokes, like you're running your Tirana. <laughs> I reckon they're a great-looking rim. I'm actually devastated. My mate just sold the set, except at least they've gone on an absolutely mint-looking EH sedan up in uh, up in Queensland, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's the shot. I love those wheels. And for those who aren't really sure, whenever I say to people, oh, I love Dragway Super Spokes, they think I'm talking about Dragway 5 Spokes, which are a cool wheel as well. Yep. They're actually... Well, how would you describe them? They're like a Dragway Indy, but they've got a section cut out, so they've got five spokes, which incorporate... The spoke kind of incorporates the whole of the Indy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're very sort of different look. And back in the day, I'd never seen a set. And I actually found them down at the local wreckers for, was it $250? I think I brought the full set for back then. So. <laughs> Because I needed some HQ wheels that were 14 inch, and yeah, they fitted the bill. That is so the go. You know, I remember many years ago, or when I say many, it's probably about seven. I was at Toowoomba Swap Meet, and there was a guy who had a set of 1510 and 15.6 Ford pattern, so it's the same as Valiant. Yeah. Dragway super spoke rims and they were off a hot rod and the rear tires were some sort of massive white wall thing and i've walked up i said oh mate how much for these and he goes 400 bucks but they've sold i was like oh my god you're kidding me he was just hanging on to them for the guy to come back so this guy had sold the rims for that cheap for 400 dollars for 15 10s and 15 sixes they would have just been perfect under disturbia Oh, that would be a bargain, just, isn't it? That's just yeah, awesome. Yeah, I actually rang Dragway to price them up new, and they were very much out of my affordability range, but they just would have been perfect. So it's <laughs> just yeah. such a shame. What a freaking bargain. But yeah, look, I'll post photos of actually your Tirana and your cars anyway, plus also Dragway Super Spokes onto our Instagram page at the Thong Slappers. And uh, have you got yep. any other new builds on the horizon? Like anything coming up as far as like besides the Pontiac goes? Well, I've got a few things on the sort of horizon. We've got a bit of a collective mix, as you've seen. In a few years, we'll sort of putting together a Mark One Transit, which we're hoping to do as a banana back to be able to like, sort of tow the Escort around in small cars, which cool. will be a bit of a Frankenstein as well. We're looking at putting more modern Transit front and rear ends in it and most likely a turbocharged 5-litre Holden motor So because we have That'll parts here. <laughs> well, oh, really? It must be from all those 8,600 revolution freaking engine detonations. That's cool. <laughs> 
definitely. <laughs> just on that, I'm just thinking, I know what a Mark 1 Transit Trayback, as in what it would have started, looks like. They're a cool-looking truck. Did you have the orange one that Matchbox did when you were a kid? Oh, I reckon I probably have it in the collection somewhere. We've got a big bucket of them from when they used to be used as demolition derby cars back in the day. <laughs> A bit up. There was one, it was orange, and it had like a permanently drop-sided tray on it. And I'll have to send you a photo. It's very cool. I think you need to paint it orange just because of that. Or are you going to do it green to match the Escort? Any not, plans there yet? Not 100% sure yet. We were thinking about that. I'm going to probably try and put the Mark One style flares in the front as well, the uh, Escort flares. Oh, sort cool. Of carry the theme a little bit. And, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, we'd sort of toyed with the idea of going green, but not 100% sure yet. We haven't set anything in stone with that one. You know what would be really cool? I know it's only the front part, okay, but you should paint the front part, the cab, being in that it's a trayback, like a Mr. Whippy van, like a white with pink and a few ice creams on the bonnet, <laughs> maybe even like a, I don't know, like a Mr. Whippy sign on the roof, like make it look like like bad whippy or something like that. Jeez, I wish this was on video. My favourite joke ever is, what's this? And you swell your bum around, it's Mr. Whippy doing his shit. Taking shit. I think that <laughs> it would be very cool to paint like a half a Mr. Whippy van. <laughs> It'll definitely you know you uh, be a bit different. <laughs> it would be, and no one would forget it. I'm sure Whippy's available down there for number plates as well. <laughs> yeah, I reckon it probably would be. Yeah. yeah. Look, sorry to get sidetracked. That's just no, what happens with my brain. But we've got the show scene. Hopefully, it's going to be back into full swing. You guys must be chomping at the bit to get out there again and do some burnouts and get out amongst it. Are you pretty much prepared yourself for the show side yet? Yes and no. It'd be great to get back out there, but it's been good being able to have time to um, work on the Pontiac and get a heap of jobs done. So, yeah, it's been kind of good being able to self-isolate. And, but, yeah, definitely hanging to get out to the show scenes and catch up with everyone because it's been pretty pretty quiet, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Look, the Queensland scene has been quiet, but I can see rumblings of a few. I think maybe coffees and cars and that sort of stuff's back on the go, but I've got my getting ready to go back to the car show kit together I've got my black T-shirt, I've got my mobile phone, my really inappropriately loud mobile phone voice, and I've also got very inappropriate one-sided conversation, so I can say fucking cunt in front of everyone's kids, just like most people do at car shows. So <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go, mate. I'm all Set, prepped. Ready to, awesome. <laughs> Hey, listen, what we might do is get on and do a review of the July 2020 Street Machine magazine. So, mate, I'm going to play the intro. Hang no on. No worries. Alrighty. I must say that green AP6 on the cover of the July 2020 issue of Street Machine magazine is very tough. And Valiants have had, you know... There's been quite a few. There's probably been more in the last couple of years than they ever were in the previous 35 years or 36 years. Do you have anything you'd like to tell us about the cover shot there, Shannon, please? Oh, mate, that thing just oozes toughness, doesn't it? And I love how yep. it's got the, the bonnet just poking open enough to see the whole motor and just a blower hanging out and the beadlock rims. Just, yeah, what an absolutely tough rig. It is the go. And I think, too, when you look back at the history of Valiants that have been on the cover of Street Machine, AP6s, there's probably been more of those than anything else which I think it's only maybe one or two, or sorry, two or three. But Con Fonteglue's Red VH was the first one back in the 80s. And then there was, I don't know, 
it would have been like 15 years break until the next one, which was a blown AP6 drag, kind of a purpley coloured thing. Oh. So, yeah, i got to say, looking at the cover, they say Blown Beast is Australia's best AP6. That's a huge call. And I know one guy in particular will probably be, I don't know, taking that as a bit of a physical challenge. Look, I, I don't know if it refers to just... The best is probably not the fact that it's blown and all the rest of it, which has part of it, but it's also probably the fact that it's a really well-finished car and really tidy. Are you familiar with Jed's AP6? It's a gold AP6 sedan with a blown Hemi in it. It used to have a twin-turbo Hemi in it. I think I've seen pictures of that before. I think vaguely, yeah. Probably not, not... Yeah. Yeah. Not hugely it's, sort of remembering it, but yeah, I don't really vaguely remember it. I'll send you some pics. Yeah. It's kind of that tiger gold colour. It was built... It's, as in, it was re-sprayed quite a few years ago when Tiger Gold was a, was you know becoming a big colour. Yep. But that AP6, holy Jesus Christ. Yeah, it ran a twin-turbo Hemi. It was just out of control in the drag strip. And he now runs a blind Hemi in it. When we were at Cooley Rocks last year, he was just driving around the street. It's got you know big tubs and all the rest of it. He's never afraid to give anything a drive on the street, which is really cool. And he's actually busy. It's Jed Sladden. He's actually really busy at the moment building a VH coupe for American Drag Week. So oh, he awesome. loves his racing and loves his vows. Bit of a stalwart for the vow scene. So... Not that that really has anything to do with the cover, but I'd say he'd be seeing that cover and thinking, this is a bit of a physical challenge. I probably need to up the game in my AP6, if that's even possible. But when I send you the photos, you'll probably see exactly what I'm saying as far as how tough it is. It's super tough. Oh, from your comments, it sounds like an absolute dream. It is, it is. Definitely and props fact to someone it, that uses it. Yeah, that's exactly it right. Time. Yeah, not afraid to, so that's always a bonus. And what did you choose for Rig of the Month, Shannon? Well, Rig of the Month it was actually pretty tight for me. I sort of, I did lean towards the uh, AP6 only just because it's so gun barrel straight and just, it's an awesome colour. It just, every photo you see just absolutely pops but um it yeah, was between that and dom lucci's vk which geez what an absolute car that is that is talk about tough and to debut it someone that's an almost take out grand champion that's just an awesome effort it is for sure it is yeah. a really really tough car and the paint the color everything suits and it works really well with it too it's kind of like street tough with a bit of luxury thrown in as well yeah, and it's good to see him go with a supercharger rather than turbo like most LS people do. And yeah, it just, it'd sound fantastic, I reckon. And just be an awesome yeah. pub cruiser. I know Redmond, he would have been wetting his pants over this thing. He probably would be choosing that as a rig of the month as well. And was that something you end up deciding might have been your poster child or did you go the vow? Um, yeah, I went in the VK for the poster child just because, yeah, definitely being an 86 model myself. I, uh, ah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's an 85 VK, but same, same. Near enough to shit as the swearing, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, no, it's just an absolutely tough rig. And he's got some absolutely cool cars as well in his collection. He's obviously got that light em up, the HZ sedan, which he does burnouts in, which is oh yeah, okay. which is an absolute animal of a car. And yeah. he's, all, he's, I think actually his dad owns a big 57 Paula truck, which is in this magazine as well, somewhere along the way. But um, Oh, cool. Yeah, they've got an absolutely killer collection of cars. And they're all, yeah, they're definitely all got, go. And they're all tough. They're all got plenty of horsepower and they drive the hell out of them. And that's what it should all be about too really isn't it getting out and enjoying them just letting them sit and collect dust so I need to take some of my own advice with that and get my red van out again, I think. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, it's been too long since we've seen pictures of Disturbia. Great. Oh, man. At the moment, St. Lucy's just using it as a mini storage unit. Like, the back is just chockers full of bags and friggin' boxes and crap. So, yeah, I'll have to clean that out and give that a go. So, just to remind her that's not what it's for. <laughs> yeah, anyway. That's the problem when cars sit around too long, they become storage units. <laughs> yeah. We have the time. same issue. <laughs> hey, that Pontiac. 
holy Jesus, how much stuff could you fit on the bonnet and boot of that thing? Oh, it's just an absolute, it's like a giant ironing board. You can just lay stuff across it and it's good for going to the drive-ins. You used to line the bonnet and line the boot and <laughs> I don't know if I'll do that these days when it's going to be a bit too pretty, but <laughs> we used to treat that thing terrible. <laughs> Oh, man, I see you doing the body work. And it was like when we were talking about Ian Kelly. He's doing a Pontiac as well, just trying to get the quarters straight. And I see you, oh, man, it'd be like trying to get the Titanic straight. Yeah. Super-duper speed file. Oh, it's an absolute nightmare. you just got to basically use a fence paling. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. I kind of erred towards the Mopar side for my rig of the month, and I did choose Luke's green AP6. And I think for me, the thing I love about this car, it's got the lot without being over the top. Like, it's obviously a really nicely finished car. Paint's great. Engine's tough. Interior's great. But it's it's almost like it's it's really refined on the standard sort of equipment, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like that's definitely not, not mean. Yeah. Like, say, an elite build car, sometimes they have, like, a lot of custom panelling in the interior or in the boot or whatever. This thing's kind of been done in a way that it just really refines and takes to the nth degree the factory features, which is kind of the thing I love the most about street cars, I suppose, or street machines in general. And, okay, I love custom stuff too, but it's not over the top. It just is pure, unadulterated, tough car. And, okay... The only thing I'd probably change, I'd probably do a Mike Brady on the wheels and fit auto drags, and <laughs> just as you know. The old Adelaide hubcaps. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. But on the whole, like this thing, it's a super tough car. Then the problem was, I got thinking about Stephen Aldrich's 32 Roadster that's also in the magazine. I'm actually at a stalemate with Rig of the Month, only because the AP6 is like the full-on post-48 street machine, I suppose. But I have to give pretty much a tied first place with Stephen Aldrich's 32 Roadster. I love the colour of it, the way he's finished it off, his wheel choice, the interior, the engine detailing. I blabbed on a lot about his XR Falcon Ute that was featured a couple of issues ago, and I'm pretty much just going to keep that same theme for <laughs> the build of that Roadster. It's a really nice car. And of course, with the whole the COVID stuff on, Street Machine Hot Rod's on the back burner for a little while, which is why they've probably included it in this issue. And really, more the merrier as far as mixing Street Machines and Hot Rods. So I'm going to go on, out on a bit of a limb here, and I'm going to choose both of those cars as my rig of the month, the pre-48 and post-48. Yeah, so. that's it's definitely super smooth, that 32. It just looks so well-refined, everything. The engine bay is just beautiful. There's nothing out of place. It's yeah, definitely an awesome car. Big time. His eye for detail is just, like, second to none. You just see that in this build and see that in his ute. And, yeah, it's no wonder he's getting the kudos he kind of deserves sort of throughout the industry and the car scene as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, colour choice, everything. I think it's perfect. So, yeah, good work, Stephen. Yeah. Again. Yeah, but yeah, going back to the Valiant, the other thing I love about that car is the fact he's kept all the side trims, all the chrome, the, the stainless around the windows, and it's just very much like a beautiful street car that he just made an animal. For sure. It'll be tough yeah. as too, like tough to drive. Like the engine combo oh, yeah. is very sweet. And Chrysler small blocks, you know, 20, 30 years ago, the way people were making power out of Valiant is putting big blocks in them. But the Chrysler small block with all the stroker kits available and all the other stuff, they've really turned them into an animal of an engine, which makes it a lot easier to fit into the smaller A bodies like AP6s and VCs too. Yeah, they're just going in leaps and bounds. I think Chrysler's in this country probably for the last decade in their popularity in the street machine scene. I think it's, it's pretty tough all round. Mate, what have you got for Action Jacksons this issue? Action Jacksons? Oh, I picked uh, the picture on page eight, which is Kai McPhee and 
Mark Attard, the LJ. I just reckon that is an absolutely killer shot. They've oh, taken yeah, off the yeah. line, smoking the tyres, and just in full launch mode. That's it. Both squatted in the ass. Yeah, that's just cool. Scrambling for traction. You can just imagine them squirreling down the track. So that is just... <laughs> It is very cool. <laughs> and it'd sound awesome too. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. What else did you have there, mate? Oh, what was the other one? The other one was the FJ, which is actually also my tough shot, is the yeah. Mr. Shifty FX, sorry, on page 14. Just the wheels up, just showing off basically the whole underbody and something. <laughs> and <laughs> just looks fantastic. There's nothing cool than a gas is sitting on the back axle like that. Especially when it's kind of got that little bit of twist in it as well. You've got the fuel tank at the front. Very tough. See the wheelie bars hanging out the back. And there's no tubs. It's all tire outside, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's done the way it used to do it and just looks so tough. Yeah. I agree. What yeah, else you got there, mate? I think that was it, sort of, for uh, Action Jacksons. Oh, no, sorry, actually. The uh, the one that would make the purest cry on page 120 is uh, HT Bonaro, just absolutely sideways in the dirt. Just got full on a lock and just dirt flying off the rear tyres. This looks fantastic. It's a good, what, $200,000 car, and he's just absolutely pantsing it. <laughs> You know what's really bad about that is you've just said my comment on that car for my Action Jackson pretty much word for word. I even have it <laughs> written here, getting pantsed. So there you go. Great minds think alike. <laughs> as they say. And for those. Or small minds, one of the I also chose page 14, Simon's uh, FX Gasser. Mr. Shifter. Yep. One thing I also looked at was if you go to page 36, it's Lucas's green AP6. That Just that shot of it on the road, cruising. Yep, just eating up the miles on the country road would just be fantastic in that car. Oh, wouldn't it? What? It'd just, it's one of those photos you can hear. And uh, if you go to page 45, please. Yeah, if you look at the top of the page to the left, you've got that black 55 sedan as well. Yep, and that is just cool. <laughs> and you had to pick a car with auto drags, of course. Well, that <laughs> wasn't exactly the whole reason, but it is part of it. But you have a look at that. Check out the rear. That's how much squat it's got. The lip of the actual guard is below the centre point of the rear axle, if you know what I mean. And it's, yeah, just absolutely launching and... Uh, very hard up the top there. Yeah, it looks like a tough big block, blown big block most likely or something in it, but yeah, that yeah. is just killer. Oh, it is. What a great shape, just timeless shape. And you stole the uh, friggin' win for my sales for page 120. I also agree that HT Monaro was very cool. Very yeah. cool. What do you got for tough shots there, Shannon, please? The tough shots... I had Mr. Shifter again, the uh, FX, just, just sitting there in the pitch, just looks just looks like an animal. And I just remember that car from years ago when uh, it used to be called Bad News. Oh, is that just, Greg Ford's old car? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it used to have oh, the uh, right. the injected 327 and then you put the blower on top. And I yeah, just, yeah. just remember that out at Bandstyle Raceway a few times on it absolutely crap track surface and it was just lifting the wheels wheel spinning lifting the wheels and it do it two or three times down the track in one pass and it was just yeah <laughs> just great memories of that car you know now you've mentioned that i've actually taken a closer look i can see the the white stripes going over the roof and the red glass see i should have put that two hints together no it is a very cool car and it's been around the scene for quite a while and um yeah we all know i love you know gases and street gases yeah, and it's good to see it's Definitely still being tough. used the way it should be. 100%. What else you got there, mate? The other one was on page 46, just that orange hatchback, which is an ex-street machine feature car as well, is Dave Gilfoyle's, I don't know how to say his last name. Dave's, Dave. Dave. Call him yeah. Dave. Yep. His wife sold hatchback, 
which is absolutely toasting the right hides in the uh, Ballarat drags. Just looks fantastic. And you've got below that the GTR of Mark Attard smoking the tyres as well. Just just a great page, really, to look at. It is. Is that is that what colour is that Toronto as in the top one, the hatchback normally? Is it like a uh, is it like a peachy colour or more an orange? Oh, I think it's, it's an orange. Great colour. Yeah, yeah. I think it's got a bit of a um, a pearl sort of flip to it. So I mean, that's why it sort of yeah. comes across a little bit peachy. Yeah, it's a fantastic car as well. It's just everything he builds is just super clean and just nice and tough. It's super tough. Yeah, and that's a way to do it too. Having a car just that slightly bit different as far as colour goes, it just makes it never to be confused with anyone else's, which yeah. is a great thing. Yeah, yeah it's always yeah, that, that good to have a bit of well. identity like that. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, anything else you got there for Tough Shots, mate? Uh, I think that sort of wrapped me up for Tough Shots. Well, thankfully, I don't share any of those with you, so <laughs> that'll make life a bit easy. If you go to page 32, look, I know I'm giving Lucas's AP6 lots of love here, but it kind of does deserve it, I believe. Page 32, 33, does. thanks. Yep, that rear quarter shot. Just look oh, just how straight yep. that car is. Awesome. Definitely. And AP6s have one of the best-looking rear-end designs of all Valiants. I love the way the boot rolls over into those tail lights. And, yeah, it just makes them look squat, even if they're not low, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely know what you mean there. And just, yeah, the way the chrome trim just beautifully glides down the quarter and across the boot lid just flows beautifully, doesn't it? It does, without question. So that's that's right up there with Tough Shots. Plus all the things you mentioned, the wheels, the colour, the straightness, it really does it for me. A little bit of exhaust poking out underneath the rear pan by the looks of it. And, uh, yeah, that's super tough. And if I can get you to flick forward to page 91, thanks. Yep, no worries. Okay, middle of the page on the right, you've got that purple Capri. Ah, uh, yep. Sitting there with the wheels on the roof on the jacks. For some yeah. reason, I just chose that as a Tough Shot. I just think, I, I think it's the whole connection to Street Machine Drag Challenge and Drag Challenge Weekender. That whole thing of cars being used out on the road and being raced. I I don't know. I love that look of just the tyres on the roof. Obviously, it's driving on street tyres, which are fat as shit anyway. But yeah, yeah, I just think that's a a tough shot for some reason. Just that whole immersing themselves in everything that the street machine scene has to offer. I really dig that. And the old country Australian road just looks fantastic out there. And my God, that is a tough car. Just I love seeing the shots of the shots of that all twisted up with wheels (laughs) in the air. Just that that car makes drag challenge. I reckon that is just one of the toughest cars out in the scene. Isn't it? What I couldn't agree more. And lastly, mate, if you flick to page 119, thanks. Top of the page, Adam Harris photo of the aquacolored EH panel van. EH panel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, look, I love EH panel vans, of course. I love that it's just a really tough angle. It looks cool. It looks like it's got maybe a bit of a, is that a side pipe coming out in front yeah. of the right rear wheel? Yeah, he's got a bit of a side pipe there. And yeah, yeah, tailgate up. Tailgate up yeah. with a nice straight van as well. Just looks... Oh. Bloody clean. That is pretty much perfection for me for EH panel van, that thing. I love everything about it. And that's just a tough shot. Panel vans with their tailgates up always look tough, like driving down the road or in photos. It just gives them that real, I don't know, like presence or cruiser vibe or something. I think that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I always remember, mate, had a HQ panel van, old Sandman, and we used to cruise in that all the time. Sometimes there'd be a person in the back or two, but or driving around. <laughs> but yeah, it was always and tough park- driving around. With a tailgate up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's worth the fumes. It's worth the near-death experience. Just look yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you used to have a pretty tough old Holden Stroker in it, and that was definitely had all the fumes in the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know that story well. Special mentions. You got any special mentions from this July 2020 issue, please? Special mentions? 
Actually, one of them is the uh, article you wrote, the page 80 to 81, The Motivator. I've always been a huge fan of this van, and it, it's, I suppose I just love it for how custom it is. Like, there's no way in the world you can tell that it's a HG underneath all that. No, definitely uh, not. And Yeah, just the graphics, everything about it just looks perfect. Alan Fleming is definitely a visionary, isn't he, with that thing? That I, would have to be probably the most recognised panel van in Australia, even for people who don't like panel vans or aren't familiar with panel vans. Everyone seems to know the motivator in the car scene. Yeah, definitely. It's just awesome the amount of custom work that it's gone into it. And if you if you showed anyone down the street a picture of that, even if they were partly into cars, there's no way they'd ever pick that as a HG panel van underneath all that. <laughs> Exactly. And I just love that. I think the only giveaway is probably the engine bay. Oh, there isn't actually a picture in here, but if you see the engine bay, it's got the old HKTG heater box smack bang in there. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty <laughs> hard to miss those old things. <laughs> what else did you have for special mentions there, mate? The special mentions, it's sort of a car that I usually don't go for these days, being a bit, bit modern, a bit plastic, but yeah. the noise this car makes is insane. And it's the, uh, the Nutter BF Commodore, just on page 98 and 99 the Mark Arblaster article, and he's got a little 305 Chev with a massive PSI blower on it, and the noise that thing makes, it just screams. So why do you think the choice of 305 Chev? Is it kind of why you run 253s as far as thick blocks, or what do you reckon the go is there? Um, I think he just likes the, the short stroke, and, yeah, you're able to get tons of RPM out of them, and, yeah, they <laughs> just absolutely scream. Yeah, it is a cool-looking car. Christ, I couldn't afford a VF, let alone buy one, then do all that shit to it. But it's actually a really nice-looking car. Yeah. Wheels and finish and all that as well. Very cool. Yeah, those Perth guys definitely, they like to use modern cars over that way. And uh, there's a few of them that have got genuine HSV, like Justin Brown, who has the Struggling, has the, oh, yeah. the HSV yep. wagon. And there's another guy, Mick Hammond, who's got a, I think it's a, actually a genuine GTS VE. So they don't mind cutting up modern cars that are sort of a bit rare, I suppose. <laughs> which is yeah, good to see. Yeah. What else did you have there, mate? I think that was it for special mentions, just those two. I kind of shared... Actually, I didn't share... No, I did share one with you, was the motivator. But if you just flick back to page 24, thanks. It's actually a story I did, which isn't the reason it's a special mention, but the subject matter is being Stephen Wilson. This guy built some of Australia's most iconic customs back in the day, either for himself or for customers, especially his hunchback panel van, which was an HK Monaro... Sorry, I guess we call it a panel van Monaro. Panaro. Yeah. It's an HK Monaro with an HT panel van roof graft onto the back of it. And I, I remember seeing this in magazines when I was a kid, and I was just fucking blown away by how different it was, how cool it was. Pretty much anything in that article, as far as pictures go, rate a special mention for me, especially his Bewitch Ute. Uh, you can see it down the bottom of page 27. It's got the rear wing on it, the XW tail lights. Yep. It's just from an era when custom was cool, and I really miss those times, I think, as far as what people's creativity will let them do. And, you know, I guess in my eyes, people like yourself, you're kind of modern-day customizers. With your, like, say with your Mark One, it's not restored, yep. it's got Mexico flares, it's tubbed as well. Like, you just let your imagination run wild. And especially with choice of wheels and also choice of power plant, like, you're just building stuff how you want it. And I think that's a really great thing. And that's what Steve did back in the day, too, yeah. with all of his cars. And, you know, being able to do this story and see some of the in-the-build photos that have never been shared before around, like from his albums. Oh, yeah. 
you can yeah, imagine it was just, you can imagine what would happen if um he'd had a facebook profile back in the day and he put some oh, photos yeah. up of progress about he's doing this people would absolutely shoot him down but mate you just don't yeah. have that imagination these days people just like to chop people down and yeah just more people need to get out there and just go for it and just like what kind of crazy about fella goes and gets a monaro and splices it into a panel van it's just definitely yep. definitely a crazy car that's for sure oh for sure and the thing is too like talking to him about that like he's seen some of the you know sledgings it's copped over the years and he doesn't really care you know he does yeah. his own thing but he says to me with this like sorry he goes i got that monaro shell from the tip he goes it was a bare shell that had been hit up the bum you know and he said whoever had dumped it there had obviously stripped out all the running gear and all the interior and everything to put into another car and he said everything that was damaged on it i kind of replaced anyway and he was a panel beater too like it wasn't a stretch for him to repair it mm. but he said if he didn't go get it from the tip it would have been squashed like all the other cars were and it's i don't know people just seem to be blinded by that fact don't they that yeah well, you know, but- more cars have been lost to the wreckers and paddock bashing than than have ever been customized and it's something that people just don't seem to want to acknowledge or recognize yeah well, they seem to forget that Back then, no one wanted an old two-door Holden, so they were just thrown yeah. away. Same with the old XB Falcon Coupes. They were just, yeah, no rust one wanted bikes. old cars back then. They were rusty, and yeah, they just got paddock bashed, chopped up, and they're gone these days. So, yeah. For sure. At least and this is look, still living on. Yeah, and as much as people, yeah, people always remember this car, whether it be good or bad, but the only thing I'd really ask is, even if people hate it, just give the story a read. Just try and immerse yourself into the mindset of what these guys like Stephen were building back in the day, and yeah. Yeah. Okay, one of my most hated comments is when people say, oh, the drugs must have been good back then. Yeah. But it's not always about people being on drugs. It's just people using their imaginations and just, yeah, trying to do something. And it has. It's created an iconic car that will be remembered for years and years, as it is basically 40 years later. Yeah. So, yeah, very cool. Now that I can get off my ranting soapbox, I'll get you to the <laughs> next one, which is on page 54 slash 55 is Morris Markovich's XE. Oh, that is, that is such a smooth car, isn't it? Just everything about that car is clean. Isn't it what? And as much as I may not be a big diameter rim fan, that sounds a bit sus, actually. I'm <laughs> yeah. definitely not a big diameter rim yeah, fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big diameter wheel fan. <laughs> I'm definitely not a big wheel diameter fan. If you look on page 54, that re- that rear three-quarter shot, all you can see is dish. It's just <laughs> dish. But that is such a beautiful car. It's got the XE, like the gear or the Fairmont front, which I love with the wider headlights, narrow yep. bonnet. I just think that's cool. The engine bay is just fantastic. How cool is that tunnel ram and carb setup? It just oozes tough, this thing. Oh, yeah. So. And I love the, the sneaky little side pop he's got just in front of the rear wheel as well. Just Nice, oh, yeah. tough little touch. Yep. The old group seat yeah. style sort of look to it. It's a very cool car, and it was in consideration for Rig of the Month for me. So, yeah, yeah I definitely love that. So I wanted to give it a bit of kudos on the podcast here. Next up was page 65, thanks. Page 65. Oh, the Toyota Stout, Ben Zalukovic. The Zalukovic family, besides having a name that's hard to pronounce... <laughs> are very well mixed up in the hot car scene and have been forever. Ronda Zalukovic had the... Uh, that was a Studebaker. Yeah, the, the Studebaker, Studebaker champion, I think. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was that kind of peachy colour Yeah, it was many years ago. Yeah, the, the very passively peach. It looked yeah, very tough yeah. for the uh, 
injected hemi in it, I believe. That's right. I think that's a super tough build, and I look forward to seeing that finished. What's the, en- what's the engine he runs in this again? I was having a look. It's a 1UZ little oh, Toyota Podcam right. V8. Yeah, it looks to have the injections. It's very similar styling, actually, to the Studebaker, too. So I very much yeah. think that's a cool car, the old Stout Yeah, Stout. definitely. Definitely going to be an awesome build when it's finished. It looks awesome as it is now. <laughs> if you flick over the page, going with my like for things that are a bit different, Mark Harris's 1956 Carrier Cab Over truck. He's yeah. putting on a Dyna chassis with a Barra FG motor in it, which I think is very cool too. Yeah, no, it's definitely a cool concept. It's been um, getting a bit popular these days, the old COEs, and people burning them into sort of banana backs and car haulers. Just They look fantastic, dropped like that. and Don't they? Yeah, what? it's tough rigs. And you could pick up a chassis, like say a Dyna chassis, or even like the modern day Canter chassis, they've got disc brakes front and rear, but still a jewelry. You could probably pick one of those up for a reasonable price. It's not like they'd be too sought after, I'd imagine. And it makes it the perfect thing to adapt and of being full chassis big suspension it's going to handle the power of whatever engine you end up putting in it i suppose similar to your transit project too yeah and and they'll drive way better than anything from the 1950s (laughs) (laughs) true (laughs) and pretty much for my special mentions we spoke of steve aldrich's 32 roadster which i kind of bumped up to joint rig of the month but also the motivator panel van as well so we've got those sorted lastly for us mate is reader's rockets what have you got there Reader's Rockets. I had the 55 Chev on page 110. Just absolutely beautiful, timeless-looking car, and it just straight as a die. And it just looks like something you can jump in and cruise anywhere in. Just really well-finished car, and I've always been a big fan of the Tri-5 Chevs. So, yeah, I had that one, and also the EH Panel Van, the page before, on page 108, the G-Spot. I oh, just, yeah. I love EH panel vans. I reckon they're an absolutely horn-looking car, and anything you can park up and sleep in the back of is just great. Don't have to twist my arm there. That is yeah. for sure. I'm almost surprised that 55 didn't get a full feature. It looks like it could almost be worthy of it, really. Oh, definitely. It is just. It just looks absolutely fantastic, doesn't it? It's just straight as a die, and, yeah, beautiful colour. Mm. It's a very classic car. And Bel Air is like, what a shape. You can't go wrong with those, can you? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's very cool. I kind of was, oh, man, it was, fuck, it was a hard choice this month. There were so many cool cars to choose, but I joined you in those ranks, and I went with the EH panel van of Andrew Dale. Even though it's got the EJ filler, I'm not sure what's going on there, but that doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, it's small block chef powered. It's got air con. It's windowless. It's got everything going for it. Okay, not a fan of the wheels, but I just Mike Brady those, but even still, I can handle it with what it's got. It's just a great, clean, tidy, beautiful street machine. Can't go wrong with that. And, you know, like I said, so much good choice. And how much variety? Like that page we're talking about, 110, 111. You've got the 55 Chev. You've got Mike McMullen's beautiful green Charger. You've got Patrick Carroll's VL with a turbo donk going in there, which looks like it's going to be a really tough car. And then you've got the Blown HQ Monaro below it. And that's just those two pages. It's almost a full magazine in itself, the uh, Reader's (laughs) There's so many good cars in there. And then you flick the page again, and you've got so much other variety. You've got the LE Monaro, the AP6 Regal, the Commodore Wagon, and you've got that friggin' cool D100 pickup and that D100 van. Oh, yeah. That cool is a van with a big, fat, polished slot. That just—it oh, yeah. was very close to being my uh, Reader's Rocket, that's for sure. But yeah, and you don't see them in Australia ever. They're just cool. Yeah, that's right. It reminds me of the black one out of old school. They do a massive burnout in to master ah, puppets. Yep, yep. Yeah, that same sort of van. So no, that's the, that's super tough. 
Mate, that pretty much wraps us up for our Bible study. So I look forward to sort of seeing you back to your exploits soon. Do you know what's next on the list for you guys with burnout shows and stuff? Not 100% sure at the moment, but um, yeah. we'll be definitely doing spring nets if it's on, obviously, and hoping to try and make probably loose nets and maybe fresher net up in uh, Wagga. So oh, sweet. It's all it would be awesome if we could make all three, but we'll have to see what happens with this all these bloody lockdowns. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. look, I hope to catch up with you guys in person one day. Maybe might be going to Rocky Nats, maybe Summer Nats this year. Who knows? It just depends what's happening with, you know, everything else going on in life, work and, and such. And um, yeah, it'd be great to catch up with you guys in person. Apparently, you have VB on tap. <laughs> yeah, slash definitely. cans. Yeah. So, Brianna's always handy with a, a can of VB at Summonats. So, as Reg said once or twice, I think I think she passed him one after the burnout. I heard something she like that it. too. Yeah. So, is VB <laughs> your choice of refreshing beverage because it matches the colour of the car kind of thing? Or is it just what you go for? <laughs> no, it's because it's cold and hot day, that's for sure. <laughs> that's, that's the best thing about VB. <laughs> Touche. Love nah, it. I like, I like to pay it on VB, but yeah, I don't mind a sneaky one here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Man, thank you so much for joining us to do this podcast. It's been great to chat with you, and it's been great to get an insight of what you loved in the latest Street Machine magazine, and just to talk to you about your car history. I always love learning about people, so I really appreciate your time, and thanks for coming along and doing this with us. No worries. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast, Simo. It's been awesome. Total pleasure at our end as well, so look forward to chatting to you soon. (laughs) No worries. Hope I didn't sound like too much of a window licker. No more than Red and I do normally. It's all good, man. Oh, all good. Perfect. <laughs> Cheers, mate. No we'll worries. You later. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. See ya. See ya. All prizes removed by Grace Brothers Removals, the professionals. Interstate artists fly and set and drive Avis. We try harder. Whilst in Sydney, Graham Kennedy chooses to stay at the Boulevard Hotel, 90 William Street, King's Cross. This is a Reds Grundy production produced in colour at the studios of Channel 10 Sydney in association with the O10 Network. Don't wait speaking.